Direct King's Court starts now. 
lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. And a good Tuesday morning, St. Louis, and all points northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink, windowworldstl-cars.com, King's Court. Right here live on kevinslaytonshow.com. Don't forget the podcast will be here on our website, but also on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, any place you find good podcasts, you'll be sure to find us. Our phone lines are always open for you, 636-348-4460, 348-4460. It's quite a day in Washington yesterday with a closed-door transcript, not really a deposition, but I guess a conversation with Devin Archer. The Republicans questioned him for an hour, and then the Democrats questioned him for an hour. Uh, he approached the court or the, the uh, congressional building on Capitol Hill with all of the arrogance and snarky demeanor that you would expect of a Biden friend. Uh, this is a guy with the slick back hair, the impeccable suit, the tie tied just right, who's headed for jail probably in the next day or so. So when you're associated with a Biden, you are by nature probably a criminal. And certainly when you come in to testify with that shit-eating grin on your face, I guess he was thinking, I want everybody to know I'm about to hang the Bidens. Now, I'm not a fan of Devin Archer because he's a criminal, but I am a fan of him telling the truth about the Bidens. You can't get any closer to a Biden telling them, telling these things themselves. Than you can with Devin Archer, who was Hunter Biden's best friend, his closest business associate, who was in on every meeting, on every phone call, all the emails, all the deals. It was him. Now, the White House, of course, claims that it was a much hyped witness who testified he never heard of President Biden discussing business with his son, but that's not what he said. The White House can lie all at once. But that's not what he testified. You're going to hear a guy by the name of Dan Goldman, who's a congressman from New York, why the Democrats have started putting him out front and center as their so-called, I guess, spokesman after all these hearings, is beyond me. He is an absolute imbecile. He's dumber than Sandy Cortez. That's That's impressive, baby. And they're both from New York. What does that tell you? And then there's Biden riding around with his idiotic wife on their bikes with their aviator glasses on and their stupid bike helmets. Truthfully, at this point, what is that helmet really protecting when it comes to Biden? Is there really anything to protect there in his noggin? And she's waving like she's some sort of a star. 
This these two corrupt SOBs are unbelievably arrogant. God Almighty, please bring them down, Lord. Please bring them down. So Devin Archer, who served on the Barisma Energy Board together, <laughs> and, and he testified that neither would have gotten the job as board members, high-paying job, had they not been able to sell access to Joe Biden. So we don't really know what the White House is talking about or Dan Goldman, but you're going to hear Goldman tell his pack of lies. He actually had the nerve to say that the only thing Joe Biden was talking to Hunter's business partners about on the phone over 20 times was the weather and niceties. Those are his words. Liberals have reached a point of absurdity that is so outrageous that the things they say are just a slap in your face, that they think you are so damn dumb that you'll believe any of these lies. And you know why they believe that? Because you have believed these lies for years, for decades. Liberals have been lying to you, cheating you, stealing from you, and you've sat there and you've taken it. And so that's why they're bitch-slapping the entire American public now with even more lies. Who in their right mind ever believed Biden when he said he didn't speak to his son ever about any businesses that Hunter Biden was involved in? No one believed that. Who believes that Hunter Bi- or that Joe Biden is on conference calls with Hunter and his business associates at dinner and is asking about the weather and some niceties like, hey, how's your family? Over 20 times. I would, I would suspect that at some point he knew how their family was doing. You wouldn't have to repeat it 20 times. The weather, all you have to do is pick your phone up and take a look at your screen. You can check it. But that's what Dan Goldman wants you to believe. And, that he, and his claim is that's what was testified to. But he also slipped up bigly, as President Trump would tell you, when he said that Joe Biden himself never, well, I'm, I'm going to actually hang him with his own lies. So I won't even paraphrase it. But you'll hear from Goldman quite a bit. You'll hear from Jonathan Turley just shoot Goldman down, basically saying that Goldman just made a complete ass of himself. And Jonathan Turley is not given to hyperbole, as Biden would always say, not hyperbole. Chris Coons and the rest of the liberals also tell us again, over and over again, how there's no evidence. Yet we can recite chapter and verse all of the evidence. It's everywhere. Our good friends at Monster Energy Drink didn't need to give Devin Archer a can of Monster Energy Drink. They needed to give, to give it to the White House, though, because the White House continues to lie. So they need a dose of Monster Energy Drink because then they can focus more on the truth. It'll help you focus. It'll help you give you that push, the boost, the punch of energy you need to get through the day, get through your golf round, to get through another round of lies from the Bidens. They do things differently at Monster Energy Drink. A lot of companies... Spend all their money on big ad agencies, TV commercials, billboards to try to tell you how good their products are. At Monster, they do it differently because it's not just a drink. It's a lifestyle in a can. And they're at the scene of all the events. They bring the bands, your favorite bands, to your hometown. They represent the athletes and the fans. They throw parties. They make the coolest events they can think of into a reality. That's how Monster Energy Drink does business. Unleash the Beast. The most badass energy drink on the planet. 
Monster Energy Drink. Well, all the lies that were told, and there were so many of them yesterday, but one can sift through it and uh, find some of the things that this guy testified to. Devin Archer, that is. Not Goldman. (laughs) That guy is such a dope. (laughs) You really should pick someone else to speak for you. He's an idiot. All right, this is from one of the Fox reporters that had a source inside the hearing. And he said, uh, from a source familiar with the transcribed interview with former Hunter Biden business partner Devin Archer. The argument was that then-Vice President Joe Biden brought the most value to the brand. Archer stated that Burisma would have gone under if not for the brand. In December of 2015, Zlokevsky, gosh, it's hard to say these these Ukrainian words, the owner of Burisma, and Pocharsky, an executive at Burisma, placed constant pressure on Hunter Biden to get help from D.C. regarding the Ukrainian prosecutor, Viktor Shokin. Shokin, of course, at that time was investigating corruption at Burisma. Hunter Biden, along with Zlokevsky and Pochorsky, called D.C., according to Devin Archer, to discuss the matter. Biden, Zlokevsky, and Pocharsky stepped away to make the call to Joe Biden. Archer then testified that Hunter put Joe Biden on the speakerphone during business meetings over 20 different times. Archer testified that Joe Biden was put on the phone to sell the brand. And yet the White House issues a statement saying it was a much-hyped witness who didn't implicate Joe Biden at all. Sounds like he's implicating him pretty much there. He said these phone calls included a dinner in Paris with a French energy company and in China with Jonathan Lee of BHR, a Chinese communist-owned company in China. In the spring of 2014, Joe Biden, as vice president, attended a business dinner with his son Hunter and his business associates at Cafe Milano in Washington, D.C. Elena Baterina, a Russian oligarch who is the widow of the former mayor of Moscow, attended the dinner. The Biden administration's public sanctions list for Russian oligarchs does not contain Baterina. Isn't that fascinating? And that, of course, came after she gave $3.5 million to Biden. No sanctions. That's just the tip of the testimony. I didn't want to recite everything for you. I let other people do it here. But that's just for openers. And for the White House to issue a statement full of lies is not surprising. It's what they do. It's what liberals do. Lie to the point people start laughing at you and then lie some more. And that's what they do. It's unconscionable the level of lying that is coming out of this White House and out of the media today and out of people like Dan Goldman. How much money did the Bidens pay him to buy him off? Had to be a lot. Nobody would do that to their career on on their own. Nobody would blatantly lie about things that are already on tape. But he did. Goldman lied anyway. 
We all know what Joe Biden has said. I love it when they claim there's no evidence. We have a voicemail of Joe Biden leaving a, a, a voicemail for his son, Hunter, telling him that he had an advanced copy of a New York Times article that was coming out. You're going to be in the clear. It doesn't look like it'll cause you any damage. What is that if not conversation about your business interests? The question is, or the question isn't, did Joe Biden lie to the American people? It's how many times and about how many different topics. So far, the liberals continue to claim there's no evidence. I would suggest this. There's not a single morsel of evidence to suggest at any time since Biden began running for president in 2020 or 2019 that he's ever told the truth. There's not a single shred of evidence to support that. That he's lied every time he has spoken. So after this conversation slash hearing slash deposition slash meeting with Devin Archer yesterday, four hours, two hours questioned by the liberals, two hours questioned by the conservatives. What did we have? We had Dan Goldman step out in front of the cameras. Dan Goldman, the liberal congressman from New York, who lies, much like Biden, every time he opens his mouth. He claimed that Devin Archer testified that the conversations with Joe Biden and Hunter's business associates were normal, and they talked about things like the weather. It was clear that it was part of the daily conversations that Hunter Biden had with his father. President Biden didn't even know who the people he was at dinner. He was just asked to say hello. Uh, and he would, you know, he described what the weather was, how, uh, how, what's going on on your end. It's kind of a preposterous premise to think that a father should not say hello to people that the son are at dinner with. The son is at dinner with. And that is literally all the evidence is. How can you lie like this guy? Let me tell you what's preposterous, Dan Goldman. Someone like you, who is a feckless liar, who would stand up there, tell us all that Joe Biden didn't even know who he was talking to at these business dinner meetings when Hunter called him on the, and put him on the speakerphone. It's perfectly normal, says Dan Goldman, for a father to say hi to his son's business friends. But yet, even though Joe told us he wasn't ever speaking to Hunter about business. So Goldman tries to phrase these people as people that Joe didn't even know, doesn't know who they are. Now, ask yourself this question. If you believe Goldman, and if you do, you need a rubber room. But if you believe him, ask yourself a simple question. Put yourself out at dinner with your friends. You're enjoying a nice Saturday night dinner, maybe at Annie Guns or somewhere of that nature. Do you call your father and say, hey, Dad, I know you don't know any of these people, but I'm going to put you on speakerphone. Would you talk to them about the weather? I think you have your answer. I think you have your answer. How, how much Dan Goldman has sold his soul to lie for Joe Biden. And the amazing thing about Democrats and liberals is this. When they lie, which is always, they don't lie very well. 
They are the worst liars I've ever seen. No one believes that cockamamie pack of lies. No one. My guess is Goldman heard from the White House a little bit after that, and they probably told him, are you nuts? You couldn't have come up with a better lie than that? The weather? Really? You think anybody's going to believe that? It's incredible. The stunning thing about all of this yesterday is that the Republicans, cowards that they are, didn't put Devin Archer under oath, from what I hear in the report. Why wouldn't you put him under oath? Because the liberals didn't want it, so they could run around and say, hey, you know, he might have lied, but he's not under oath. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But the Goldman story is, as he said, preposterous. And all you have to do is put yourself in that position at dinner. Who calls their dad and says, Dad, I want you to say hi to my friends. My son has gone to who knows how many dinners in his life with friends, business associates, his family, on different dates before he was married. Not once did he call me and ask me to say hi to people I don't know. Not once did he call me, period, from dinner and ask me to talk to anybody. I'm guessing that everyone listening has had the same experience with their own children. I, when my father was alive, went on many dinners, dates, with friends. I never called him, not once. And if I was with people that he didn't know, I most certainly wouldn't have called him and said, Dad, would you say hi to people that you don't know? This is how outrageous the lies have become. Jonathan Turley understands how amazing it is that Goldman could sit there and say these things. What's amazing is that you have people like Representative Goldman saying, you know, when he's put on the speakerphone, he didn't actually, you know, deal with business. Yeah. Well, no one expects in the middle of Cafe Milano that you're going to order uh, that the prosecutor in Ukraine gets an ice pick and then order breadsticks. I mean, it, it, the, the point is that we have him on speed dial. And what we also know is that we've had millions and millions of dollars transferred through this labyrinth of accounts that seem really designed to hide these transfers to the Biden family. That's the sort of apex of corruption. I mean, I've been a critic of influence peddling for decades. I've never seen anything like the Biden family. <laughs> now, this is a guy, Jonathan Turley, who is not a Trump supporter by any stretch of the imagination has been critical of the former president, but also is fair to him. It is amazing that these people are this corrupt. And I would agree with him. I've never seen anything like this. The Clintons were the Waltons by comparison. And by the Waltons, I don't mean the Walmart owners. I mean the Waltons on Walton Mountain. This is a family that is more corrupt than any Organized crime family in New York or any other city, Chicago, the Capone group, the Gambinos, they have nothing on the Bidens. Goldman actually later said in the same news conference that Hunter might, might have put Joe on the phone 
to discuss these weather issues. Hunter may have put his father uh, on the, the phone with any number of different people, and they never once spoke about any business dealings. It was all casual conversation, niceties, the weather. <laughs> I mean, he's insane. He's literally insane. So after he said he didn't talk to them and didn't know who they were, all of a sudden well, he might have been put on the phone just to talk about the weather and niceties with people that he doesn't know. Jonathan Turley, did Goldman just make a complete ass of himself? Representative Goldman made the sound like he was calling his son's travel soccer team. I mean, these were almost two dozen calls uh, with these corrupt business figures from Ukraine, Russia, uh, and, and, uh, and China. And the president called to show that he was part of the brand. Now, look, you can deny most anything, but the American people are not being fooled. The polls you know, really indicate that. They see this for what it is. I mean, it is corruption. It's exactly what it is. And never mind all the shell games that they were playing with these supposed companies that did some sort of business with somebody. We found out, of course, they had no legitimate business interest. They were simply there to launder money, clean it up, and shift it off into Biden bank accounts, either offshore or in the United States, to grandchildren's bank accounts. Not to mention the over 170 suspicious transactions that the Bidens were involved in through the banks that they have discovered. And that's just the first batch of the suspicious accounts or suspicious transfers. There are plenty more. You've got, you've got to believe there are going to be two, 300 more. But we're all to believe that this is no evidence of anything. Nothing. Dan Goldman can't even simply handle an easy question because he's so trained to lie that he had to lie about a question that everyone knows the answer to. Clearly he talked whether or not the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict? He never said that he has never spoken to anyone. He said that he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. If he says hello to someone that he sees his son with, well, is he supposed to say, hi, son? Oh, no, I'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table or the other people on the phone. How ignorant is Goldman? I mean, really. And how ignorant does he think you are? That's the better question. But he simply can't tell the truth about the most basic things. Biden has said he had no conversations with his son about his businesses, period, ever. Zero conversations. Goldman just said that's not what he said. Well, let's figure this out. One of the two of us is lying. It's either Dan Goldman or Kevin Slayton. So why don't we listen to Joe Biden and see who's right? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I guess I'm right. But Goldman said he didn't say that. You just heard Biden say that, but Goldman says he didn't say it. So do you believe anything that Goldman says? How could you? When you lie about the most basic thing, let's use weather as an example. Look out your window right now. And if you see that it's not raining and I tell you it's raining, am I lying to you? Yes. 
If Joe Biden says he never spoke to his son about his business dealings, but you say Biden never said that, are you lying? Yes. When there's all kinds of emails, text messages, phone calls, voicemails, with Biden talking to Hunter's business associates, is Joe Biden lying to you? Yes. Yes, he is. There isn't any doubt about it. Joe Biden is and always has been a pathological liar. And so is Dan Goldman. Dan Goldman can't speak without lying. He literally can't speak. Chris Coons, who's a prolific liar all him all by himself, and other liberals couldn't wait to get to the TV cameras and the microphones and tell you there's no evidence against the big guy. This investigation started during the Trump administration, and they've come forward with not one shred of evidence um, tying President Biden to any of this. I don't have any concerns. I think this is a, a witch hunt. Um, if you know Hunter Biden has broken the law, he should be held accountable for it. You know, I think that a lot of my colleagues need to go back to school and maybe go into uh, the work of being detectives, because seemingly that's what they want to do right now is play detective and weaponize the government. That's the ultimate in balls. I don't know who she was. She's a black congresswoman. The the Republicans want to weaponize the government. <laughs> Again, projecting. What do the liberals do, folks? All together now, class. When they accuse you of doing something, they are doing that exact thing. The only people weaponizing the government are liberals. Chris Coons is a walking, talking buffoon. Nothing ties Biden to any of this, he says. Let me tell you something. If you want to find a situation where nothing ties someone to something, to an event, take a look at January 6th. There's absolutely nothing that ties Donald J. Trump to anything on January 6th. Now, first of all, nothing happened on January 6th except a few break-ins, a few broken windows. That's it. But I do recall Trump's words on January 6th. Maybe you don't. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's evidence tying him to some criminal act. How could we deny it? I mean, when you tell people to march peacefully, you are a criminal. That's, that's the story these low-rent, scum, rodent liberals are trying to sell you. That that those words, those phrases right there from Donald Trump were criminal. Sell that one somewhere else, gas bag. Jack Smith, jackass. It ain't going to fly. That pig won't fly. That much we know. Goldman insisted, uh, as Chris Coons did, that there just was no evidence against Joe. Of course, except for that pesky little Burisma prosecutor thingy. There is not a shred of evidence 
of a single conflict of interest of President Biden ever doing anything in connection or in relation to Hunter Biden's business ventures other than advocating for the removal of a prosecutor general who was advantageous to Burisma. Advantageous to Burisma? He was investigating Burisma, you jackass. What is wrong with this guy? Biden wouldn't have gotten the prosecutor fired if he was advantageous to Burisma. That's where Biden's son was getting $83,000 a month to sit on a corrupt board with no expertise other than to get Joe Biden to interfere and get that prosecutor fired. Biden got the guy fired, you imbecile. How dumb is Goldman? He's not only a prolific liar and a bad one, a really bad one. He's as dumb as dirt. Do you have to work hard to be that stupid? I think you do. I don't think God harnesses anyone with that kind of stupidity at birth. I think you have to try. You have to sit there and say, God, these dumb people aren't dumb enough. I can be dumber. Watch me. I'm Dan Goldman. I can be dumber than everybody. I'm dumber than Sandy Cortez, the bartender. That's incredible what he said. Absolutely incredible. Greg Jarrett, is there a document? We we got Devin Archer's conversation yesterday, his testimony. But is there a document to back it up? There is also a document. It's an email exchange dated uh, November 2nd, 2015, in which a top Burisma official demands that Hunter Biden do something for all the money he's getting. And he demands that he use his influence, meaning his father, to get rid of the prosecutor who was investigating Burisma uh, for corruption and was about to ruin the entire company. Uh, shortly thereafter, of course, uh, Hunter Biden dutifully flies to Dubai at the Four Seasons and meets with Zoloshevsky, who's the CEO who demands, get your dad on the phone. Dad joins the telephone conversation. And thereafter, of course, Joe Biden's infamous extortion demand. Oh, yeah. Not only infamous, but one that Biden bragged about. Try to square this, Dan Goldman, you dumbass. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Someone who was solid. Read, someone who won't investigate Burisma and find out that my son is collecting 83 grand a month so that we can become wealthy. And Burisma is going to get a nice deal in the United States to expand their business into the energy sector here. And we're going to get $5 million apiece, myself and Hunter. The old Harry Chapin song, Cats in the Cradle. It appeared to me my son had grown up just like me. My son was just like me. That's these two. But Dan Goldman says that Biden wanted to remove a prosecutor that was advantageous to Burisma. 
I can't even follow that line of thinking. It's so monumentally stupid. It's also wrong. It's also another lie. Biden just admitted it, bragged about it. I got rid of that prosecutor and got someone in there who was solid. How dumb do you have to be to not understand what's going on here? It's not convoluted. Trying to follow all the shell companies and all of that, yeah, that's a little bit convoluted. All the suspicious transactions that the banks have flagged, that's difficult to track. We don't have all the paperwork in front of us anyway. But it's not difficult to, to track what's actually going on. Biden keeps bragging about his corruption. When you've got a guy who's so dumb that he brags about being corrupt and this meeting in Dubai, once again, here's the big guy on the phone with Hunter's business partners who are telling Biden what they need, and three days later, he delivers. And shortly after that, they deliver to the Bidens to the tune of $10 million. Wow. Incredible stuff. Molly Hemingway, was this breathtaking for you? What happened today was actually quite breathtaking. We have Devin Archer saying that Burisma executives asked Hunter Biden to help them get the prosecutor who's going after them fired. We know that five days later, Joe Biden was uh, speaking in front of the Ukrainian parliament, laying the groundwork to get this guy fired. And then, as you showed, he bragged about getting it done within just a few short months. This teaches us so much about how that Biden family business worked. And this is, you know, this is amazingly corrupt behavior. Yes, it is. But not according to liberals. According to liberals, there is no evidence that ties Biden into anything wrong. Imagine. So the, the key, and you can see it clearly now, they're simply going to throw Hunter under the bus. They don't care if Hunter does some jail time, but the media and the other Democrats are all going to try to protect Biden at all costs because they know that the walls are closing in and that they're finished with regard to the White House in 2024. The Republicans could run a cocker spaniel and they would win the White House. We know they're going to try to steal it, and we know who they're going to try to steal it for. They're going to try to steal it for Mikey Obama. That's what's going to happen. Be ready for it. The Republicans better be ready for it. When I hear a Republican say, oh, she's not going to run, I want to smack him silly. Yes, she is. Do you think the Obamas want anybody getting closer to their corruption? How do you stop it? You put an Obama back in the White House. For eight years, they hope. I just want someone to explain to me how it is that Obama, Bill Clinton, and Biden, none of which ran businesses in their lives, none of which inherited money in their lives, all became wealthy beyond anybody's wildest dreams after they left the White House. How did that happen? I don't mean half a million dollars a year wealthy. I mean mega millions wealthy. Ask yourself that simple question. How did it happen if they're not corrupt? What legitimate business deal do they have? Don't tell me that they, they have speaking engagements. No one pays you millions of dollars to speak. You'd, you'd handsomely reward it if you're a former president for sure. 
But Biden wasn't a former president when he became wealthy. And remember the voicemail to Hunter Biden. Dan Goldman apparently is the only living person who's never heard this voicemail. But this was regarding a New York Times article that was about to come out the next day. And Big Joe thought he'd be the comforter-in-chief and call Hunter with a heads up that the he's seen the article that Hunter shouldn't worry. Well, why would you be worried if you weren't doing anything corrupt? If, if an article came out about me in the paper tomorrow, I wouldn't be worried. My dad wouldn't have to call me and tell me, hey, you don't have to worry. It looks like it's going to be okay. Because I didn't do anything. But Joe Biden knew that Hunter was corrupt and that he was doing Joe's bidding for him. And so he was trying to put at ease both Hunter and himself. And here's the voicemail that Dan Goldman never heard. Hey, pal, it's Dad. It's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times. was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. I think you're clear. How does anyone construe that in any other way other than he's talking to his son about his business dealings? But it's good news the New York Times is going to do what we asked them to do, and they're going to cover it up for you. So you're in the clear. But no matter how you slice that, that's Biden talking to his son about his business dealings. If you don't believe that, You're an idiot. There's no hope for you. You're beyond stupid. Whoever's married to you should seek a divorce quickly unless they're as dumb as you are, Dan Goldman. You and Sandy Cortez need to be be together and get married. One dumbass deserves another. Don't dumb up another family. Get together and just keep your family woefully stupid. To me, that would be the suggestion of a lifetime that those two get together. Jason Chaffetz is a former chairman of the Oversight Committee. Have you ever seen anything like this? It's just another person corroborating all the other evidence. There are voicemails. There are emails. There are text messages. There are photographs. There are um, business meetings. And what's sickening and disgusting about this, it was pay to play. The only product that Devin Archer and Hunter Biden were selling was that Biden brand. He was the vice president of the United States. He was in charge of Ukraine policy. He could get things done in China. That's the reason why people bought into Devin Archer and Hunter Biden. They had no other business experience to lean on, no other connections, no other products. It was simply Joe Biden in access to the White House. That's why this is one of the biggest scandals in the history of the United States presidency. There have been influence peddling schemes in Washington since Washington was Washington. That's what happens when you have an entire city populated by a bunch of swamp rats. But nothing on this level. As I said earlier, the Clintons and the Obamas and the Bushes, they're just beginners compared to these people. You have to have a son who's willing to be the front buffoon in order to pull this off. Hunter Biden was all too willing. Clinton didn't have a son. 
George W. Bush didn't have a son. Obama didn't have a son. So they didn't have anybody to, to run this kind of an operation for them and conduct the influence peddling and sell the access to the vice president. They had other illegal ways of becoming wealthy. In the Bush's case, he was wealthy before he went to office, so we probably should exempt him from influence peddling. But the other three, none of them had money. None of their families had money. It's as old as prostitution in Washington. And prostitution in Washington is pretty old, too. And at long last, we now, even the most ardent, mentally deranged liberal would have to admit that Biden has been lying to us all along. Is that not right, Jonathan Turley? What we now know, quite frankly, is that the president has been lying. I mean, he lied during the presidential campaign. He lied as president when he had his staff repeat that he had no knowledge, uh, no interaction with these business dealings. That's clearly false. I mean, the, the, these are accounts of almost two dozen calls made with these associates, some of whom are the most corrupt figures in Europe, uh, where the vice president would call in. That's the point of influence peddling. When Archer says that he was there to sell the brand, the brand is influence peddling, and Joe Biden is the object of that influence peddling. Absolutely. And when you talk about the most corrupt figures in Europe— According to Dan Goldman, Joe Biden said hi to them, asked them about the weather, inquired with some niceties, but Joe Biden had no idea who they were. So when he says Joe Biden talked to them about their family, because he said that too, how would Joe Biden know that they had a family? He doesn't know who they are, according to Dan Goldman. You see, when these liberals start lying, because they're bad liars, They get caught up in more lies before they even finish speaking about the first lie. It's literally a lie that gives birth to another lie that gives birth to another lie. Pretty soon you have great-grandchildren of lies, and it goes on and on and on. And it never stops with these people. Lie, then lie some more, then lie to cover it up, then lie some more. They didn't learn about cover-ups from the Nixon administration. What's the question that needs answering, Jonathan Turley? The question is, what did they get for their money? Not just what they thought they were getting, but what they might have gotten for their money. We have to find those answers. And what's astonishing to me is for Goldman to come out and say, can we go away now? I mean, can we just call it a day? You just had the close friend of the president's son saying that he was part of selling an influence peddling brand. Uh, I don't think this is the time that most people are going to feel it is for to take a powder. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. It is astonishing. Okay, we're done now. Done. It is unbelievable, and that's a good question that Jonathan Turley poses. We know that the Bidens were collecting money, lots of it, for their influence peddling. But what did the people that were paying get in return? Well, we know the Burisma people got the prosecutor fired. But what else did they get? What did the Chinese get? What did the mayor of Moscow's wife get? She got off the sanctions list. Is that all? What did Romania get? 
There's so many that the Bidens have dealt with. Of course, Joe Biden doesn't know the identity of any of them. It's incredible to me. It's also laughable. And that anyone who would believe it has the IQ of a pine cone. In case you don't know it, a pine cone doesn't have much of an IQ. Just saying. You're a pine cone. How dark has it gotten in this country, President Trump? There's never been a time like this in our country. They go around indicting me for nothing. And this is a crime family. That was like mobsters, the way they spoke on the phone, the way he spoke on the phone about his father sitting there. And he was sitting there. Does anyone have a doubt about that? (laughs) Dan Goldman does. And if he was sitting there, they weren't shaking down a Chinese oligarch or Chinese Communist Party member with influence on, on a company. They were simply talking about the weather. Hey, Jonathan Lee, how's the weather there in Beijing? How's the family, fella? What are you doing for dinner tonight? You going to see a movie? That's what we're supposed to believe the conversations were about, according to Dan Dan Goldman. Dan Goldman will go down in history probably as the dumbest of all time. Do I believe he's dumber than Sandy Cortez? It's hard to believe that. But based on him getting in front of the camera, he should stop doing that. He needs to stop that right away. I don't know what band of liberals in New York elected him, but even they see through that. you got to believe that, right? So Jesse Waters broke it down. Here's exactly how it worked. Here's how it worked. President Barack Obama would assign Joe Biden a country to handle. And when Biden was assigned to a country, a dirty company with a lot of problems in that country would hire Hunter Biden. Because they needed something from Joe Biden. Hunter would have dinner with some crooked foreign kleptocrat. And in the middle of dinner, he'd say, hey, let's call my pop. He'd get his dad on the phone, put it on speaker. And Joe Biden would say hello to Hunter's business partners. And that was what the business partners were paying for. That phone call. They were paying Hunter because he could get Joe Biden on the phone like that. And everywhere Joe went, Hunter got paid. And Joe delivered. Joe delivered big time, but Joe also delivered for himself, remember? When you hear the Ukrainian oligarch say, five million for one Biden, five million for the other one, Hunter's as dumb as his own dog, or dumber, I should say, that's what the text said. All of these documents, all of these text messages, all of these emails are evidence And it's sickening to hear these liberals continue to claim there isn't evidence. The evidence is everywhere. Everywhere. We briefly identified all of the things that, or some of the things, I should say, that Devin Archer testified to yesterday. Jesse Waters has more. Devin Archer told House investigators today that the corrupt Ukrainian gas company, Burisma, only hired Hunter so his father, Joe, could get the prosecutor investigating them fired. Devin Archer testified Hunter was with the crooked Ukrainian CEO when he called D.C. to demand Joe Biden fire the prosecutor. Three days later, Joe Biden flew to Ukraine and got the prosecutor fired and then bragged about it. Devin Archer also testified that Hunter pulled the same move with other fat cat foreign execs. 
Archer says Hunter put Joe Biden on the phone with his Chinese partner, Jonathan Lee. And remember, Joe Biden flew Hunter to China on Air Force Two, where Hunter met Jonathan Lee. Hunter introduced Joe and Jonathan Lee in Beijing. They shook hands. It was a $20 million handshake. The Bidens made $20 million from that Chinese deal. After Hunter was given an equity stake in the Chinese investment firm, the Obama-Biden administration greased approvals for Jonathan Lee to take over American car manufacturers. Joe Biden, who claims he didn't talk to his son about his business, even wrote a letter of recommendation to Brown University on behalf of Jonathan Lee's daughter. Jonathan Lee is a Communist Party power broker. He wrote a letter of recommendation for his daughter. Now the liberals are going to say, well, what does a letter of recommendation prove? Well, by itself, it doesn't prove anything. But when you put it and lump it in with all of the other things, the text messages, the emails, the meetings, the phone calls, the eyewitness testimony, then it means a hell of a lot. You're not just recommending my daughter into Brown University. You're recommending the daughter of a Chinese, a corrupt Chinese Communist Party official who does business with you and Hunter and who paid you $20 million for your influence. Now that phone call becomes really important because it's just another item in a litany list of items that the Bidens have gained corruption through. You wash my back, I'll wash yours. I'll get your daughter into Brown. It's going to cost you, mind you. Biden, The Biden clan, the Biden crime family, one of the great shakedown artists of all time. I don't think there's a group of people, family or otherwise, who's ever been this adept at shaking people down for pure cash. I mean, you go look at the, uh, see the movie The Wolf of Wall Street, and all kinds of laws were broken, and they were counting cash hand over fist. That's what the Bidens do. Except they simply peddle the brand. It's almost laughable if it weren't true. But guess what, folks? It is true. It is true. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Doing great, Kevin. Carpe diem. Carpe diem to you. You know, Kevin, what's amazing about this and and the way you're laying it out, I mean, I don't see how anyone could not see it, but uh, so good job. But the amazing thing is this guy was vice president of the United States of America. You know, I think we all know what it takes. If you're the vice president or the president, you've got dozens and dozens of people, whole staffs there that you have to go through to have, you know, a meeting or some kind of uh, conference call with the vice president of the United States. And, you know, it, it takes weeks to arrange something like that. And, you know, we're supposed to believe that, you know, these uh, people in foreign countries have immediate access to him. Well, you know, that Dan Golden guy would say, well, you know, it's his son calling. Uh, Think about this. In in this town, people are familiar with Anheuser-Busch. Do you think that if uh, August Bush the 4th was having dinner with uh, some foreign business people and just decided to call August the 3rd and uh, say, hey, Dad, do you mind saying hello to these people? Do you mind if I put you on speakerphone? 
you think that that would fly the uh i you know i think everyone realizes that you know first of all august bush <laughs> would not have the time to be talking about the weather with somebody you know from china or no, russia no, but, but if but if you substitute you put you take the weather conversation out and you put in the bush family trying to get breweries located in these countries where August the 4th is having dinner with these oligarchs, now you have, presto, the Biden crime family. Except that in the Bush's case, they're businessmen. They're not uh, peddling the influence of the government. The Bidens are. Well, the the Bush family, uh, well, the Bush company did do that. They did build breweries in China, uh, and they had breweries all over the world, but I can guarantee you, you know, before uh, August the 4th or anyone would call him and arrange a meeting or even a phone call, there would be meeting after meeting and there would be, you know, not just a two-page executive summary, there would be reams, notebooks full of data on all of the financials of what do we get out of this and what do we have to invest and what do we get out of this and is you know they're going to be a return on our investment it would be a legitimate business deal yeah and august the third would not be making that phone call at dinner time to talk about niceties or the weather there'd be a purpose behind that phone call and that is to get the business deal closed yeah everything would be (laughs) the the questions that were going to be asked the data he would be August the 3rd would tell August the 4th, here's the data that we need. And it probably wouldn't be August the 3rd. It would be, you know, his uh, CFO or it would be, you know, some analyst uh, number cruncher, you know, that's putting all this together. He wouldn't get involved until there was a big meeting, you know, involving all of these parties from both sides of the fence. And everybody would know who everyone was and they would be well acquainted by that time. And they wouldn't need to spend a lot of time talking about the weather. Well, what do you think the, the chances, uh, what do you think the chances would be of August Bush, the fourth calling at, from, from a dinner meeting with foreign business leaders would call August the third and say, dad, I want you to come on speakerphone and say hi to these people I'm with. You don't know any of them, but I want you to say hi to them. <laughs> It's the whole the whole thing the whole concept is so asinine that Joe Biden, the vice president of the United States, has so much time on his hands that he's saying hello and talking weather with people he doesn't even know. I mean, it wouldn't happen, Kevin, in a million years with August the fourth because you know he's a pretty smart guy and he would know that he'd probably get taken out of the will for doing right. something so boneheaded. Right. But the the point the point is take that that's a you know that's a family that's uh in a legitimate business and it's uh you know a big corporation but we're talking about the vice president and now the president of the united states who's just going to willy-nilly first of all as you said he's going to have the time no Uh, and then if he had the time he's going to take that time to sit there and uh, talk about the weather uh, you know, and first, first of all, there's some vetting that goes on. What about if, what about if August the 4th was as stupid as Hunter, which of course nobody's that stupid, but what if, let's just say for argument's sake that he was as stupid as Dan Goldman or, or Hunter. And 
uh, he didn't realize or maybe he did realize and didn't care that the people that he was putting on the speakerphone with his dad were a bunch of corrupt SOBs that were international criminals. Uh, <laughs> what would August the 3rd <laughs> do in that situation? What would any other, you know, vice president, how does that happen? I guess only because it's Hunter and they have private phones they're using, but how does the uh, Secret Service and the FBI and the CIA and all these intelligence community people not know that, hey, uh, the big guy is having phone calls with a bunch of uh, corrupt people. Some of these people are on our sanction list, and, and he's having phone conversations about the weather. And why hasn't the Oversight Committee subpoenaed the Secret Service agents that were on Joe Biden's detail when he was vice president, when he was in these dinner meetings and, and, and having dinner at the Cafe Milano with these people, why aren't they called to testify? They were there. They saw who he sat down to dinner with. Guarantee tea, they know who those people were. Well, we now, we now know that even the Secret Service has been weaponized. They're, They're just as corrupt. That's right. They're but just as another, corrupt as the rest uh, of them. Another business aspect of this Anybody, you don't even have to be a business person to to know this to be fact. But if you're in a, certainly if you're in a large business like Anheuser Busch, but let's say you're you're in a small cap business, um, how do you handle your business and sell your brand? You know, you're going to have an accounts an accounting group that you know is going to make sure you keep the numbers straight. They're going to have an accounts receivable. To collect, they're not going to have the chairman and his son uh, calling up saying, "You better, you better pay us, or else." And you're going to have a tax department because you want to make damn sure you pay the the proper taxes so you don't get in trouble. The ironic thing is, in this case, you've got <clears throat> President Biden, who is you know the guy pushing all of these regulations and new taxes on people, and he's you know, skirting the law and making sure he's got shell corporations instead of accounts receivable for whatever this magical business is. It's just, it's totally insane. Even if you're running a small business, let's say Steve and Kevin open up, you know, a couple of pizza places, we're going to at least have a bookkeeper. And then once a year, we're going to hire a CPA to come in and make sure we don't get our butts in trouble because we, you know, forgot to pay some taxes. The Bidens remind me. The Bidens remind me of a wealthy friend of mine who um, was in business, uh, formed a company with a couple of other guys. They all got extremely wealthy, and when his partner retired, he got into the bar business with a, a guy, a local guy, um, who was an Hispanic. It was down by the border, uh, and so they open this bar. This bar becomes the rage of the town. All the beautiful women are showing up here every night. It's packed every night. You'd think they're making money hand over fist. Well, the guy that I know said they kept a cash call coming in every month, $2,000, $2,000, $2,500. And I kept thinking, what are you needing money for when this place is the talk of the town? And he, he said the, the women were such uh, that his own wife wouldn't allow him to go into his own bar. Because that was the quality of the women that were in there, so he said one night he just said, "You know what? I gotta, I gotta find out what's going on." He goes up there, and of course the bartenders aren't charging any of the women anything for drinks, and stealing left and right. <laughs> so he goes and has a meeting with the two other guys, his friend and the the Hispanic guy, and he says to Jose, um, "Let me see your balance sheet. Let me see the profit and loss sheets." 
And uh, he says, what are you talking about? And he said, well, how are you paying people? Let me see your payroll. He pulls two big wads of cash out of his pocket. He says, oh, here's how I pay them. And the guy, my buddy goes, wait a minute. He says, we're, we're not paying him payroll tax. We're not paying any kind of – he says, we're all going to jail. He said, that's it. This, this place is shut down. That's the Biden scheme. I mean, they just – everything's hidden. Nothing's out there, but they don't have the the uh, the, the um, – integrity to shut down any in, anything that they find that's operating illegally. Hey, before that sounds like that movie Roadhouse, but before, <laughs> before, uh, before I let you get back to the business of uh, spreading the truth, uh, I want to ask a favor on your, uh, your sports show. Uh, please, please do whatever it takes to get Mo out of here. I look at the Cardinals and how horrible they are and what are they doing? They're giving away, you know, their half ass pitchers to get some maybe no ass pitchers, you know, prospects and uh they're not doing anything but this whatever this rebuilding or they don't even know yeah. what they're doing. I wouldn't call it rebuilding, but no. Moe's doing it. And why are you letting this guy do it? Get somebody new in there. They, they they don't have a plan. That seems obvious. However, as I said yesterday on the sports show, if they're doing what I suggest, then they're going to come out looking better for it. But I don't believe they're doing what I suggest. My suggestion was you go ahead and trade Montgomery and Hicks, the two two of your better pitchers. They're both going to be free agents. But you let them know as they go out the door, by the way, we want to sign you at the end of the season. So we're trading you to get other people to come in. That way we'll have bonus players, but we're going to bring you guys back too. The Cardinals have never done that. So my suggestion, of course, will fall on deaf ears. But if they did that, at least I would say, okay, you had a plan. But they don't, and they won't. But he's not smart enough to do that. Unless he's listening to your show, then he might say, well, you know, Kevin's been right all along, so maybe I'll follow his advice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Excuse me. Thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. Yeah, there's a lot in there. And if you use the Bushes as a good example, that's how families do business. They don't – August August Bush III wouldn't take part in something like that to call up and say hi to people he doesn't know. For what reason? What possible reason would there have been for Hunter Biden to call his dad to talk to guys he doesn't know at a business dinner? What possible reason other than to discuss business? That's it. There is no other reason. Tulsi Gabbard, where do we start? And let's start with remembering the vision that our founders had for this country, that we would be a country of laws, not of men. But every single day that we see more and more evidence coming out about how President Biden and his administration are politicizing the Department of Justice to serve their own personal and political interests ahead of the interests of the country, we can recognize that they are directly and intentionally undermining that very foundation of our democracy, which is the rule of law. That's exactly right. We're undermining it. And how are they undermining it, Tulsi Gabbard? Number one, specifically to go after political opponents, namely Donald Trump, Donald Trump supporters. And number two, to protect themselves, to protect Joe Biden, to protect Hunter Biden, to protect their personal and political allies. 
the American people need to recognize very clearly what is happening here, the threat to our democracy. And we have to make the decision uh, to to put a stop to this, to not allow this to go on, because otherwise we'll find ourselves in a situation in the United States of America where this is now the new norm. Whatever party becomes the party in power will say, hey, look, the last guy did this. We can use the the, the power of law enforcement. Right, not- we can use our Department of Justice to go after political opponents. That's exactly what's going to happen. That's a perfect description of the chain of events that will will apply here in this country. They did it. Why shouldn't we do it? There is no order in this government whatsoever. There is no attention to what our founding fathers expected of us from a character standpoint. No one cares in Washington anymore. It's every man for himself, every woman for herself. They don't care who they're stealing from. They don't care whose life they destroy. It is not a government for the government or for the people. There's no, nowhere close. It's scary, but she's 100% right. That's where we're headed, and she, she issued the challenge there, as I have done so many times to our listeners. What are we going to do about it? There's something you can do. I said, as small as it might seem, volunteer at a polling place. Do something to stop this takeover of our country, this ransacking of the Constitution. These people are dangerous people. They're not friends of yours. They don't look out for you. They're liberals. Don't pretend they're your friends. The thing that galls me the most is I I have a conservative friend who will tell me, yeah, my liberal buddy. I said, what do you have a liberal buddy for? They're not your buddy. If they have their way, you'll be censored. You'll be out of a job. They won't care. Well, not all liberals. Yes, all of them. If you know someone who voted for Biden, that's how they are. That's the person they admired. That's why they voted for him. Quit being a fool. At the very least, stop associating with liberals. They're dangerous people. And maybe then they'll get the hint. We want the country we once had, not the one you're remaking us into. Then we've got that idiot vice president who admitted in an interview with this cowardly reporter from ABC that even she thinks she sounds foolish. It almost seems ridiculous to have to say what I just said, (laughs) that enslaved people do not benefit from slavery. There are so-called leaders, extremists, who are attempting to, to require in our nation an unnecessary debate with the intention, I believe, to try and divide us as Americans. Stop. Stop. God, don't you just want to... So it's the black scholars, historical scholars, who drafted the curriculum regarding slavery in Florida, who are trying to cause an unnecessary debate and who are trying to divide us, according to her, according to that genius you just heard. Stop. Stop. 
the greatest race baiters in the history of our country, the liberals, Harris, Biden, the rest, the biggest race baiters ever are telling you to stop race baiting, Florida, to a black man. They're telling a black man to stop race baiting who has forgotten more than she will ever know about everything, not just black history, not slavery. What does she know about slavery other than her ancestors owned slaves? Should we cancel her? Of course, we don't feel that way because we're not lunatic liberals. She, I don't know, she, she's just so stupid. She actually complained, I mean, this one's hard to swallow, about Republicans transporting illegals to different cities to get them out of their state when they're not welcome there and they're there illegally. Now, keep in mind, when you hear her say these things, that it is Harris and Biden who flew illegals on midnight flights to different locales around the country under cover of darkness to hide from the American people. Didn't go over very well. It's hard to hide a big old jet. But she actually condemns the Republicans for moving illegals out of their states. First of all, let's agree that people should not be the pawns in a political game. Human beings should not be treated as pawns in a political game. What is happening in terms of sending these migrants, most of whom have fleed great harm, and sending them across the country for the sake of some political showmanship, it's just irresponsible. I think it's a tragedy that we are instead witnessing gamesmanship. And again, these are human beings, and we should be responsible if we call ourselves leaders. Irresponsible gamesmanship on the part of Republicans flying or busing illegals to different cities. By the way, they sent them to Cape Cod. Pretty nice. Martha's Vineyard. Where'd you send them to? You flew them all over the country. But somehow it's wrong of Republicans to do it, but it's perfectly fine with you and your boss doing it. And, of course, that dopey black female reporter that calls herself a reporter wouldn't dare ask Harris, but wait a minute. You did it. Are you saying that you're irresponsible and that you're guilty of gamesmanship with people's lives? Because Harris said, let's all agree that this is gamesmanship. Okay. Then why did you do it? Why are you still doing it? It's incredible, isn't it? Yesterday, all day from 6 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon, CNN mentioned Trump 760 times. He wasn't doing anything. They mentioned Devin Archer, whose testimony is being given in Washington 48 times. They need to close the doors at CNN. They really do. And MSNBC, too, and NBC, CBS, ABC, all of them. They're not media corporations. They need to register as real agents of the Democrat Party because that's what they are. By the way, this reporter decided she would actually ask Harris. Remember, Harris just said we shouldn't be race baiting or dividing people on race. And yet she allows a black reporter to ask her if her poll numbers are bad because she's a black female. 
Listen to the whopper that Harris tells. There are reports that say that you have the lowest approval rating of any vice president. I'm curious how much of a role, if any, that you feel race and gender play in that. Well, there are polls that also say I have great approval ratings. I think the point that has to be made is that there are attempts to create distractions away from the accomplishments of our administration. (laughs) Did you hear what she said? She said there are polls that say her job performance is great. Listen to this. I'll let you hear it again. There are reports that say that you have the lowest approval rating of any vice president. I'm curious how much of a role, if any, that you feel race and gender play in that. Well, there are polls that also say I have great approval ratings. I think the point that has to be made is that there are attempts to create distractions away from the accomplishments of our administration. All right. you have Two things. There are no polls that say you have done a great job, that you have a great poll number. There are none. None. So you're lying. Secondly, the accomplishments of your administration, you don't have any accomplishments. You've destroyed the office of the presidency. You've destroyed the White House with with any respect that is in that position anymore. There will be none going forward until someone like Trump comes back and restores it. You have no respect internationally. You have no respect at home. You have no poll numbers that are great. You're lying about it. You have a reporter trying to set you up to blame race and gender as for your horrific poll numbers, just take the bait and blame race. We know that would be a lie, but instead you tell another whopper that you have polls that say you're doing a great job. Hers are the worst in history, and Biden's are close to the worst in history if they haven't sunk that low already. And then you cross over into Illinois, and you have a governor, Porky Pig over there, who signs into law a new law that will allow illegal aliens to become police officers in the state of Illinois. That's right. Anthony Napolitano is a former police officer in Illinois. He is currently um, an alderman in Chicago. What do you think of this, Anthony? You know, and this is just another statement that Illinois is always trying to be the most progressive state that there is. Nothing's ever done for the Illinois people. It's always done for political agenda. And, you know, this is going to set a a standard now that you're going to be looking at non-residents, non-citizens of the United States that are going to be locking up citizens of the United States. Um, This is this is a a mouthful for for Illinois folks to to swallow right now. Um, Doesn't seem like it's done in the best intention of of people from Illinois. Oh, no. I would suggest it's not done in the best intention of the people from Illinois. And sadly, there have been police officers who or, or potential police officers who've gone to apply to become a police officer. When the question on the form, as he said, says, are you a citizen? And you say, no, you're disqualified. But not anymore. Not anymore. And what is this move really all about, Anthony Napolitano? The standard of this move right now is to bring as many people in this country in as you possibly can, given this type of opportunity, but then point back at the party that did it for you. And next thing you know, everyone's just going to vote Democrat. This is a move. This is a political move. That's all this is. That is exactly all it is. Carpe diem, Anthony Napolitano. So how do you like that, folks? In Illinois, you, as an American citizen could soon be arrested by a police officer who is not an American citizen. Think about that for a moment. 
Do you think if you went down to Mexico and you applied to become a Mexican police officer that they would allow you to do that? That they would allow you to arrest their own citizens when you're not even a citizen? You think that you could get away with that in Canada? Europe? China? China? In Illinois, you can do it. In Illinois, Pedro can pull you over, won't speak a word of English, he's here illegally, but he can arrest you. This country, and that state, that state, I wish it was next to California, because at some point we could take a giant saw and just saw right along the border of California and Illinois and let them flow down to the Pacific Ocean. As it stands, let California and Oregon and the state of Washington float out in the Pacific Ocean. That would be a good start. But somehow Illinois needs to join them. Illinois forever has been one of the most corrupt states in the Union. And when I say state, I really mean Chicago. The problem for people south of Peoria is that nothing happens in the state of Illinois that doesn't have the approval of the corrupt bastards in Chicago. I have advocated repeatedly for Illinois to split into two states. I don't know what that entails, but somebody over there needs to find out. Because you cannot be a, a part of an, a state that doesn't a, a state that is controlled by one city that doesn't share a single thing that you believe in. I don't know how you can do it. That governor, he has made the corrupt mayors of Chicago look like beginners. And the people of southern Illinois from Peoria on down didn't vote for that jackass. Can you imagine the food bill in the governor's mansion in Illinois in Springfield for that pig? I can't, I can't even imagine. He's not spending any of his family's fortunes on it. He's spending your money on it. And now we have a president and a first lady who have decided that it's politically expedient for them to own up to the fact that they have a seventh grandchild, a little girl in Arkansas married to, or excuse me, the, the daughter of a once stripper who was banging Hunter Biden. It's a great American story. You feel for the poor little girl, and hopefully the mom has straightened her life out. But at the time that Hunter was frolicking around in Arkansas and getting this woman pregnant and then trying to deny that he had enough money to pay child support, Peter Ducey of Fox asked Big Joe if Navy, the daughter, well, let's let's let you listen in. But hear Biden clearly how angry he gets at this very simple question that he should have answered proudly. Mr. Vice President, I'm wondering if you have a comment on this report and court filing out of Arkansas that your son Hunter just made you a uh, grandfather again. No, that's a private matter. I have no comment. Thank you. Thank you. You're a good man. You're a good man. Thank you, guys. Only you would ask that. You're a good man. You're a good man. Classy. How fast does that guy go from zero to 300 on the anger scale? What is wrong with asking if you have a comment? about being a grandfather again. The answer should have been, and any grandfather would have answered it this way, that's not Joe Biden. I'm thrilled to be a grandfather. I I can't wait to meet my new granddaughter. What could anybody have said to that? Instead, this asshat, 
who can't handle pressure at all, and if that's pressure, then boy, we're all in for a long time here in the next year and a half. But he can't even handle that question without getting angry. So now they've decided that they're, of course, loving grandparents to the daughter Navy. I'm pretty sure if you ask them on an off moment, they wouldn't even know the name of the girl. But all of a sudden, here's Dr. Jill issuing a statement how proud and happy they are and blah, 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 blah. And then Mr. Cuddly himself, after seeing the poll numbers that were disgracing both he and Jill, all of a sudden they recognize this granddaughter. Here's Mr. Cuddly. I just think being there is is important. It makes such a difference, I think, knowing that someone's going to be there for you, mm-hmm. just to listen, just to just to hold you, mm-hmm. just to hug you. Aw, isn't he the great grandpa? Just to hold you, just to hug you, especially if the poll numbers are against me not holding you or hugging you. He's such a feely kind of a guy. Well, he actually is, but it's usually young girls, not grandkids. He thinks it's just important to let them know. His excuse now when he claimed he was calling all of his grandkids every day, which, of course, is a lie. But his excuse for not calling Navy is, well, she's only four, and so she doesn't talk on the phone. Well, I know four-year-olds that talk on the phone. I've talked to them. So Mr. Cuddly's just a liar. And Rachel Campos Duffy said it best when she, along with this show, are the only two shows I know of who've held Jill Biden accountable for this granddaughter fiasco that has made the Bidens look like the Prince of Darkness. Jill and is not off the hook on this either. I mean, you look at this situation and what it shows is a callousness, a political calculation. They only acknowledged her when it became politically untenable. When the left, even the ladies at the New York Times turned against them because this is so cruel. And that's why they did it. They didn't want to have to talk about it later on in, in debates or in interviews because it became politically untenable. Um, it says a lot about both of them it speaks volumes about both of them that's who they are though and now even even their little ally at the new york times maureen dowd who writes a column ripping into them for being the most insensitive grandparents you could ever find all of a sudden the polls came out and they found out that even democrats who are leaning to to biden even the black community has said f you What kind of people are you? All of a sudden, the Bidens are happy grandparents again. Take down the doggy stocking on the chimney and put one up for Navy, little Navy. We love her, too. We're not going to talk to her or anything. We're not going to buy her anything. But we sure love her when it's politically expedient to love her. But if little Navy does something wrong, we are just waiting to disown her. Just waiting. Out in Hollywood, as if they couldn't get any more woke. In Hollywood, they have issued mandates now that if you don't have a certain amount of minorities or what they call disadvantaged groups working on a movie, that that movie cannot receive consideration for any Academy Awards. Isn't that interesting? Richard Dreyfuss is an actor in Hollywood and a very successful one. 
But he doesn't swallow the woke bullshit, as I think you'll hear. They make me vomit. Why? Because this is an art form. It's also a, a form of commerce, and it makes money. But it's an art. And no one should be telling me, as an artist, that I have to give in to the latest, most current idea of what morality is. Carpe diem, Richard Dreyfus. little uppity there with the artist baloney, but he's right. He's right. Why should you cave into that? You're movie makers. But why should any company cave into that? Why should DoorDash issue an email to anyone who's ever used DoorDash after the Black Lives Matter George Floyd baloney and claim that they're donating a half a million dollars to Black Lives Matter? That's what they did, by the way. I received the email. I had used DoorDash in the past. I haven't used it since that day. Won't ever use it again. But why would they do that? How stupid are you? Very stupid. Well, the U.S. women's uh, soccer team gagged another one away. They tied their game, which was played at 2 in the morning. They played a scoreless tie. That's about as ugly as it can get. And so they barely, and I mean by the skin of their teeth, advanced. Portugal tied them nothing-nothing. Portugal hit the goalpost, the upright post, late in the game, or they would have eliminated the United States from the entire tournament. But now they advance to play what looks to be Sweden. Sweden will annihilate them, I think. But it's good because I like it. What I'm looking at is a, a, a group of women who are so brazenly arrogant and unpatriotic that they go all the way down to Australia and New Zealand. They won't put their heart over their hand, uh, their hand over their heart during the national anthem. They don't sing the words to the national anthem. A few, a, a few of them had their hand over their heart. I, I counted three, I believe, maybe four. I counted two sort of mumbling words. The rest of them lips didn't even move. All the other teams, even the communist teams, sing their national anthem. They may be ordered to, but all of them do. Megan Kelly noticed the same thing, and she thinks about the same of the U.S. women's soccer team as I do, which is nothing. They're embarrassing us time after time after time. First, they go up against the Vietnamese. The Vietnamese sing their anthem loud and proud. There are women who could barely find a mumble. Maybe two or three tried to find a mumble of a few of our lyrics, and at least half didn't even have their hands on their heart. Now they go out again against, uh, it was the Dutch, right? And the Dutch are singing it loud and singing it proud, their anthem, once again, there's our ladies phoning it in. They can barely spare a word. Um, they don't care to represent the United States with any sort of pride. And so I've been asking, what are they doing there then? Why go out there? Only a couple put their hands on the heart and only and fewer actually managed to sing a lyric or two. So why are you there? You're not representing this country. That is the least national team that I've ever seen in my life. That's why I've said many times, I've never rooted against an American team in any venue of sport, whether it's the Olympics, the World Cup, any international contest at all. I've always rooted for the American team, no matter how bad they were. I've never rooted harder against a team than I root against this women's team. 
I was thrilled when I saw that ball heading to the goal, and then it hits the post, and Portugal has to settle for a tie. That would have sent these women, these arrogant, pompous asses, packing and sent them home. Kelly O'Hara, who's a veteran of the team, and she doesn't play as much as she has done in the past, she's also the one who, the last time they won, she noticed that Rapinho, Miss Hair Color, and others were stepping on the American flag on the on the field. It was on the ground. She immediately recovered the flag and held onto it herself. She's the only one after the game this morning, as the team was in a circle, that was just laying into them. Now, that's the coach's role. The coach should have done it. But Kelly O'Hara, showing true leadership, let them all have it. I hope she let them have it about everything because she is the lone patriot on that team that I can see. And I'm pulling for Sweden. I've never rooted for Sweden so hard. Well, Sweden has to win their game tonight, and they will. They play Argentina. They'll beat them. And then that means the United States gets Sweden, the third-ranked team in the world. Lexi Lawless, who broadcasts on these games from the studio show for Fox, said that he didn't think that the United States women's team could put together another game like they had in the previous game where they acted disinterested, didn't care, no energy, no effort, no creativity. He said, but they did. They not only did it again, they did it for the entire 90 minutes plus seven minutes of extra time. It's highly embarrassing. Pee Wee Herman died yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. 70 years old. Pee Wee was a little strange at times, but boy, was he funny. And, uh, his Saturday morning show was one of the best for kids ever. His two movies, the two movies that I that I liked, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Pee-wee's Big Top, were freaking hilarious. You know, nobody could forget the scene in Pee-wee's Big Adventure when he engaged in the I know you are, but what am I dispute. You're crazy. I know you are, but what am I? You're a nerd. I know you are, but what am I? You're an idiot. I know you are, but what am I? 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 Infinity. No, I'm not. You are. No way. Knock it off. Cut it out. Oh, shut up, Pee-wee. Why'd you make me? Why don't you make me? Because I don't make monkeys. I just trade them. I I laugh out loud every time I hear that. Why don't you make me? Because I don't make monkeys. I just train them. <laughs> it's such goofy humor. He was on the phone with his girlfriend who was in love with him, of course, and he's on a pay phone. And she says, I love you. And then he says, I, I'm sorry. It seems to be cutting out. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Paul Rubin died at age 70. We're going to miss that humor. He was a funny guy. Hey, folks, don't miss out on the great deals that Window World has for you. They have the best windows at the best price with the best service, and they do the best job. That sounds like a lot of good stuff. And all you have to do is call them, 314-993-1800. You'll get a free in-home estimate, just like I did when I called them. They came out to the house. They show you and prove to you how they're simply the best for less. It's not just a slogan. It's what they do. 
and I had hail damage to my windows, broke right through them. So now I no longer fear hail damage because I have Window World windows. And with Window World windows, they give me a spectacular feeling of comfort and security. They have a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. And that's because they use double-strength glass in their windows. So I have that feeling of comfort and security. Not only that, Window World is the, the preferred window of the Blues and the official window of the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. 314-993-1800 gets you that free in-home estimate. 314-993-1800. I have stood on those windows and jumped on them and kicked them on the showroom floor. I couldn't crack them, crease them, damage them in any way. Certainly couldn't break them. And at Window World, they offer 18 months, same as cash financing with approved credit. 314-993-1800. That is Window World. All right, folks, grab yourself a Monster Energy drink. It's starting to rain outside here in St. Louis, so you're going to need a little energy to get through the rainy, gloomy day. It's going to be humid, too. A can of Monster Energy drink will do that for you. You will have the most badass energy drink on the planet, and you'll unleash the beast in you with that Monster Energy drink. We're coming back. Phone calls welcome, 636-348-4460, 348-4460, right after this.
farmers are dropping their own crops for the day, a friend is in need and they've come to help. It's what this community and a lot of our community stand for. Somebody needs some help, you'll get it. Back in Kevin Slayton with you on this Tuesday morning, right here in the Monster Energy Drink Window World, STL-Cars.com, Kings Court. Hungry for breakfast? Grab yourself a Taco Bell from the locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. They're up and at them right now. Breakfast time. They have a dollar crave menu, a five dollar crave menu. They have those all day: breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night. You can get a grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits for a buck. You can get a double uh, stuffed taco for a dollar. A grande burrito for a dollar. Don't forget the breakfast quesadilla with bacon and sausage crumbles, egg and cheese, all grilled in a flour tortilla. You can get steak on it, too, and it's still under three bucks. So are the two different AM Crunch Wraps and the Grande Scrambler, all under $3. On that $5 Crave menu, there's a double chalupa waiting for you. In a box with two tacos and a soft drink for five bucks. That's hard to beat. I love to support locally owned and operated businesses, so I do. Here are the locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. In Missouri, in Washington, St. Clair, Union, Jackson, Cape Girardeau, Chesterfield Valley. In Illinois, they're in Waterloo, Decatur, Jerseyville, Salem, Troy, DuCoin, Carbondale, Columbia, Springfield. You might have an illegal alien arresting you, though, if you come out of Taco Bell and forget to pay. Because now they can become police. Those are the locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations in our area. Grab yourself that Monster Energy drink. Take on the day. That's right. Take on the day with extra focus, a big push, a boost, a punch of energy, and away you go with that Monster Energy drink in your hand. Lifestyle in a can. That's Monster Energy drink. Yes, sir, it is. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460, I don't know if you saw the other day where that abject idiot William Barr said that if Trump were the nominee for the Republican Party, he would... I don't know what this phrase was. His head would explode, blow his head off, whatever. Lose his mind. That puts him right in lockstep now with known liar, under oath, criminal, former CIA director, communist John Brennan, who said he's horrified, and it's horrifying, that Donald Trump is leading is the leading Republican candidate for president. How is that horrifying? The guy that's leading your party's bid for the nomination we just found out yesterday, has been trading his name for millions of dollars. We found out yesterday definitively. But you don't have a comment on that. Because John Brennan is one of the, he represents the worst this country has to offer. 
He's a corrupt, unelected bureaucrat. That's all he is. It's all he ever was. He's lied under oath. He gets away with it because he's a liberal. It's what they do. They can lie under oath. He and that hideous creature, what's his name? can't even think of his name now. The other director of national intelligence, uh, Brennan and, um, oh, I can't think of his name, but that's all right. But he's it's horrifying to him that Donald Trump's leading the Republican primaries. Why don't you focus on what your people are doing? You've got the most corrupt president in the history of our country. That's number one. I know that you've already cooked up, and we know this to be true, a new candidate. You're not about to let this guy run. We know that. That's how disgusting you people are. We've got a president who's running again, who's leading our primaries by 35 points or something, 37 points, I think was the latest poll. DeSantis went down who's going to run again, you can't stand it, so you're trying to stop him. We want Biden to run. I want Biden to run. I don't think it could be any better. I mean, wouldn't that be perfect? I think it would be. All these Democrat lies are coming crashing down now. And they don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to do. Of course, they do what they always do. They just simply make up lies about Donald Trump. It's amazing, isn't it? We've now got a second set of documents that have exposed how outrageous the New York Times story that the Trump team had repeated contacts with senior Russian intelligence officials. These newly declassified documents show the Times reporting was transparently dishonest and attempted to fuel the Russiagate narrative in its early stages. It's it's incredible. We know the entire Trump-Russia collusion narrative was a lie, orchestrated and perpetrated by Hillary Clinton and her uh, group of liars. The media knew it was a lie. All the Democrats knew it was a lie and was made up and paid for. And yet they pushed it anyway. And they have the balls to say it's horrifying that Donald Trump leads the Republican primaries. I think what these people like John Brennan are doing is they're turning every Democrat into a Republican. There's only a small percentage of these idiot liberals who are who are taken by the, oh, the uber-mega people. James Clapper was the knucklehead I was trying to think of. Thank you. Our listeners are always responding. When I find myself in times of trouble, I don't call Mother Mary. I listen to our listeners. But the New York Times, along with the Washington Post, if you recall, won a Pulitzer Prize for the junk they peddled with the Trump-Russia collusion. Those Those coverages were later confirmed to be factually inaccurate and a complete and total fraud. And yet neither one of them the New York Times nor the Washington Post has returned their phony Pulitzer Prize. They never will. They know they didn't earn it. They know they lied. They don't care because liberals have no character. They have no integrity. 
They have no sense of right and wrong. They only have a sense of they'll do whatever they have to do to hurt their opponent. If you remember back in June when John Durham testified before the Judiciary Committee, Kevin Kiley, a Republican Congress from California, listed all of the lies by the popular Democrats like Adam Schiff and Nadler and Swalwell and Ted Lieu. James Durham, who investigated that Russia collusion for three years, agreed with Kiley's assessment. I'm going to read from the transcript. Mr. Durham, several people today, including ranking member Nadler and three representatives from California, Schiff, Swalwell, and Lou, have attacked you. Ranking member Nadler called your report a political exercise with ethical ambiguity. Mr. Lou called you a partisan hack. It seems they're taking issue not so much with the conclusions of your report as those of Mr. Mueller's report, which concluded that the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in election interference activities. That conclusion directly contradicted statements made on the record by those representatives. Schiff made statements such as the Russians offered help, the campaign accepted help, the Russians gave help, and the president made full use of that help. It's pretty damning. He also said there's clear evidence on the issue of collusion. He said, I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. Mr. Durham, are those statements supported by the conclusions of the Mueller report? John Durham, I don't believe they are. Mr. Nadler stated it's clear that the campaign concluded, and there's a lot of evidence of that. The question is, was the president involved? Mr. Nadler also said there was obviously a lot of collusion, Mr. Durham. Were those statements supported by the Mueller report? I don't believe so. Representative Kiley, Mr. Liu stated in a press release in March of 17, the bombshell revelation that U.S. officials have information that suggests Trump associates may have colluded with the Russians means we must pause the entire Trump agenda. We may have an illegitimate president currently occupying the White House. Mr. Durham, did the Mueller report establish that we had an illegitimate president occupying the White House? Durham, not to my knowledge. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But that's how they are. And always remember, they're not going to change unless they're forced to change. Little kids don't change bad behavior unless they're forced to change. Speaking of things that never change, did you see the size of the crowd for Trump's rally over the weekend in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, the largest crowd, larger crowd than Elton John, Kiss, Cher, or Alan Jackson. Liberals can't stand this. They really can't stand it. It drives them crazy. That's fantastic. And you know what? We know it's going to keep happening. The rally crowds are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we know that too. And that's another good thing. Keep getting bigger. Keep letting people know, folks. It has to happen. All of this talk from these liberals about how Devin Archer didn't confirm anything is just so hilarious. When he he tells you that 
Joe Biden was on more than 20 phone calls with Hunter's business associates while he was vice president. God only knows how many subsequent to his vice presidency and while he's president. Devin Archer told the lawmakers that Burisma pressured Hunter Biden to deal with the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating the company for corruption. How can you say there's no evidence? It'd be hard for a rational person to say it, but these aren't rational people, and we know that too. And we know that people are growing more and more fed up with this cancel culture. George Jones, the country singer's widow, is the latest. She went on Twitter to defend Jason Aldean and that his song has nothing to do with race. Jason's a good guy. Let's remember that my husband George loves small towns, did many shows in small towns. Those are country people. They take care of each other. They care for each other. Everywhere in America, we can probably look back and something bad has happened in that city. Are we supposed to stop living our lives until we do a history check on every place? We shoot a photo or video? Stop this woke crap. George would never have accepted this craziness, and I won't either. Nancy Jones. Carpe diem, Nancy Jones, Mrs. George Jones. Good for you. Phone lines open for you, 636-348-4460. I mentioned briefly the U.S. women's soccer team tying Portugal this morning. Felt like a loss. Looked like a loss. Should have been a loss. Portugal hitting the goalpost in, the, in extra time. So they escape with a tie. And the United States further embarrasses itself by having two ties and one victory in their three group stage games. The only victory they had was against Vietnam. Vietnam can barely field a team. The Netherlands beat the Vietnam team this morning 7 to nothing. The United States only could roll up a 3 to nothing victory over Vietnam. Everybody else destroyed the poor Vietnamese. They've been getting outshot by drastic margins in these games. but the U.S. could only muster a 3 to nothing win over them. Spain beat them 9 to nothing. I mean, the Vietnamese are not a, a soccer country. They're not, they don't have athletes. The Dutch showed that today with a 7 nothing pounding. And now the U.S. is going to get Sweden, more than likely. Sweden takes care of the business when they play later on against Argentina. As I've said, I'm rooting against the United States women's team. I'm rooting very vociferously against them, and I hope they lose. Yesterday in baseball, and we're going to address this a lot more on the sports show this afternoon, the Cleveland Indians, I call them Cleveland Indians, traded Aaron Savali, their ace pitcher, who has a two-point-something earned run average, just through six three-hit shutout innings on Sunday. They just traded him to the Tampa Bay Rays, and in return... Cleveland gets just a minor league first baseman. Now, Shivali is 28 years old, so he's in his pitching prime. The question is, where was Moselak on that deal? A minor league first baseman comes back in return. And it's not like Aaron Savali's breaking the bank. He's making $2.5 million this year. He won't be arbitration eligible until 2024. And if he pitches the way he's pitching, you'd be happy to pay him. 
But where are the Cardinals? Instead, they're stocking their shelves with minor league prospect pitchers. When you can get an ace of someone's staff who's in his prime, not Max Scherzer. I'm not critical of the Cardinals not going after Max Scherzer. But even he's better than anything they have. But they're not going anywhere, so that's fine. But they're building for next year, they claim. Moselak said over the weekend that he's real happy with this team. And you have a chance to add an ace pitcher to a pitching staff that doesn't have an ace pitcher. And you're nowhere in contention for that deal? What is Moselle going to tell us? He finished second? He's big on that. The people he's going after, he always seems to finish second. Now, if you were the DeWitts, wouldn't you say to yourself, well, you know what, why do we have a, a guy employed as our director of baseball operations who continually finishes second when he's pursuing players? Doesn't make any sense. Incredible trade. When I saw that late yesterday afternoon, I almost passed out. I said, you're kidding me. A first base prospect by the name of Kyle Manzardo. Two point three four earner on average for Savali. He's given up two or fewer runs in ten of his eleven starts. He had an oblique injury, so he was out for a while. Two or fewer runs in ten of his eleven starts. He has struck out 58 and walked just 22. He's given up five home runs in 77 innings. He's given up less than one home run a game. In today's game, that's almost impossible. And he's under team control until the end of the 2025 season. The guy they gave up, the Rays, their hard-hitting first baseman, who's a top prospect, people claim, 23 years old, but he's only hitting two thirty-eight with 11 home runs at AAA. So he may end up being good, but we already know that Savali's really good. And he's 28, and he's under team control through 2025. Where are the Cardinals? And here's the other part of it. Just like the D.C. elite media, the, the liberals, the local media here won't even ask where the Cardinals were on that deal. Won't even bring it up. We start our sports show next Monday on 590 The Fan. We will bring it up that day. We will bring it up later on today on our noon sports show. We're just moving it over to 590 The Fan. It'll still be noon to 2. Incredible deal for the Rays. Give the Rays credit. Teams in the American League are moving, man. They want to. They want to continue to get better. Texas did so. The Astros uh, traded for a, a reliever that they needed. It's going to be Texas and the Astros in quite a showdown in that Western Division. And then you've got Tampa all of a sudden getting more life. They had been struggling, but now they have a pitcher that I think can help them overtake the Orioles. The Rays get a guy who's an ace while the Orioles send who they thought was their ace down to AAA because of his recent struggles. That's a huge swing in favor of the Rays. But we'll discuss all that later on in the afternoon on our show from noon to 2 right here in the Monster Energy Drink STL-Cars.com Kings Court Sports Show. Folks, that's going to wrap us here this morning. Don't forget your can of Monster Energy Drink as you go out the door. 
They are the world's greatest skiers and skaters and boarders and bikers and rockers and racers and gamers and girls. Unleash the beast in you. Pursue victory at all times. Get that boost of energy you need. Have that monster energy drink on your way to work or on your way to the golf course or on your way to anywhere today. You'll be glad you did. We'll see you back here again at noon talking sports. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.